0: Welcome everyone to the Church of the Warm Heart. Uh, My name is Elijah John and uh, uh, today is Youth Sunday. Um, We would like for you to uh, use the attendance books in the pews so we can know that you guys are here. And uh, now Landon has a couple of announcements for us.
1: Um, Thank you for letting us be flexible with the order of worship today. I just wanted to highlight a few things so you are up to date on how you can be involved. Uh, We have a lot going on at the Church of the Warm Heart. Multiple classes are in full swing, and groups are regular meeting all the time. Those regular groups include the card makers, who are meeting today at 2 2 p.m. in the FLC, and the Mary Methodists, who will be meeting next Sunday at 5 p.m. Both the card makers and the Mary Methodists are always looking to include more people. So if you're interested in making cards or sharing a meal, you can talk to any of the staff members about specifics. A big thing coming up this week is Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday marks the beginning of the season of Lent. And this year for Ash Wednesday, Pastor Mike will be holding three mini-services with short devotionals and imposition of ashes. You can choose what time to come at 7 a.m., 12:30 p.m. or 5 30 p.m. Or if you really need several reminders that you are dust, you can come to all three. This year for Lent, Pastor Jen will be coordinating a devotional study where you're invited to buy your own book, participate in a daily devotions of your own, and then if you'd like gather on Wednesday night to check in with each other and discuss if you want to participate on Wednesday nights. Please let the office know if you or Pastor, so Pastor Jen can arrange a meeting that will hold everyone. And if ordering a book of your own is intimidating, just let the office know that. And we will take care of it for you. And now let's sing.
2: blessings you have poured into our lives help us to recognize the gifts that we have and the gifts that we can share with others would you cultivate in our hearts generosity generosity with our time our finances our talents our attention generosity with everything because we are blessed we know that you have given us gifts so we can share with others teach us to be grateful for the gifts that we have and help us to share For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Oh, nope, I did not remember that correctly. Now stand up and greet those around here. Christian love. Thank you.
3: guys. I'm Samantha, if you don't already know, and today I'm feeling a bit generous, so I'm going to give all of these M&Ms to you, Olivia, okay? Wow, thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Wow, awesome. Do you have one for me? I forgot to get you one. Um, Olivia, do you have any ideas? Well, I am Pretty generous, so I guess I'll share. Um, thanks, but I wouldn't call this generous. Maybe I could have a little bit more? Olivia, um, generosity is about giving people things when you know you have a lot of something or you have, you know, enough to give people. And I know there's over 300 in that bag, and you could have given more than one to Coraline here. Um, It's a great way to show God's love and forgiveness towards others because he has a lot of generous. Has anyone ever been generous to you guys before? Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. So one of the main reasons we can be generous is because God is generous to us, and he also gives us a lot of second chances. So what do you think you could share more of, Olivia? Right now. DM&M. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you guys want to do a little prayer real fast? Sure. Okay. okay. Um, thank you, God, for being a nice God of second chances and being so generous. People can share things such as sweet treats with other people. And amen. However, there is no Sunday school today, but you do get to support us youths up here. And unfortunately, that is not for you. That was a prop. So I'm going to take this back, and I'm going to give you, both of you, your own personal things that are the same equal value, okay? Here you go. Thanks for joining me today,
4: guys. As we come to the offering today, Landon and I want to take a moment to introduce, for the first time ever, where we are going for our 2024 youth mission trip. This summer, we will be going to the Silver Valley in Shoshone County, Idaho. We are going to serve with Idaho Servant Adventures, and this also means that we are going from Idaho right into Idaho.
0: The mission team is still being formed, so we're not going to formally present them today. But if you've already committed to the Idaho trip, go ahead and wave.
4: We are already looking forward to serving alongside other youth groups as we do home repair, yard cleanup, kids camps, and so much more in the Panhandle this June.
0: It's never too early or too late to donate towards our youth mission program, and we are so grateful to have a congregation that supports us and helps us have these life-changing experiences.
4: If you would like to donate towards our trip, you can do so today or any day from now until June 16th. You can give online through the website, or you can drop a clearly marked donation into the offering plates, or you can even just hunt Nicole down, and she'll make sure that gets to us.
1: Thank you in advance
0: for your support for our mission trip, and your ongoing support of this church and all of its awesome ministries. Finally, we wanted to squeeze in one more scripture passage about generosity.
4: From 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6-8, through remember this,
1: Today's service is all about generosity, and you just had a chance to provide for financial generosity. Another way to be generous is to dedicate your times and talents for others. Today, we are celebrating the work and ministry of our Warm Heart Quilters. You may see some of their work in our sanctuary today. Let's take a moment to thank these quilters for countless hours to have worked to provide warmth and comfort to those who need it. Most of the quilts are made for specific individuals or ministries, but some are for sale. If you're interested in buying one, Pastor Mike or Pastor Jen can get you in touch with a quilter. This morning, we will have a warm heart blessing over these quilts stitched with love. If you have a quilt in front of you, would you please place your hand on it as we give our blessing? Please pray with me. Almighty God, it is your will to bring comfort and help to the distressed. Thank you for all who use their talents to create these beautiful messages of love. Bless these quilts wherever they may be used, that they may provide warmth and security to those who experience tragedy or who have no other shelter. May all who receive these quilts be wrapped in your love and forgiveness. Renew our mission to feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, and cloth the naked. Comfort the weary and outcast, welcome the stranger, and be a loving neighbor to all people of the earth. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
4: We have several scripture readings this morning from Philippians, Matthew, and Proverbs. Um, First, the first scripture is Philippians chapters two, verses three through four. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others.
5: so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret,
0: will reward you.
5: And lastly,
4: Proverbs 11 through 25. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. This is the word of the Lord.
5: Hi, everybody. My, if you haven't seen me around before... Oh, is, is my mic on? Is it on? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. My name is Josephine Jonahoon. I'm a 17-year-old junior and who goes to Meridian High School. And I am in many, way too many extracurricular activities. From orchestra, art club, student council, NHS, and debate. Plus, I have a job. I am super busy all the time. When I look at sermons... Oh, with my previous... With My previously mentioned debate experience, when I look at sermons, I think they're just speeches. And as a three-year debate student, I have tons of experience with speeches. My idea is to not only teach you all about how amazing being generous is, but to also show you guys how to make a convincing argument using the debate structure I've used for three years, and that will hopefully take me to state this year. So this sermon will be done, dramatic pause, debate stop. When constructing a good debate's case, we need claim, data, warrant, and impact. Oh, it's okay. Okay, gotta pay the cost to be the boss, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a new thing. Just, yeah. Okay. Is it still making noises? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. This has been. It's still making noise. How? You know what? You have to pay twice the cost to be the boss, sorry. (laughs) Okay. Back to where I was originally. Is it making the noise now? Okay, we're all good, okay, got you. Okay. (laughs) When constructing a good debate case, we need claim, data, warrant, and impact. These things make sure that when, sorry, these things make sure that when we are trying to convince someone about something, we hit them with ideas that everyone can latch onto using emotions, logic, and credibility. These things make sure that, one, your listener isn't bored with your speech, two, your listener has a reason to listen to you, and three, it makes other people feel confident that you know what you're talking about. Already in this speech, I've talked about some of my ethics, or ethos, or credibility, aka why you should listen to me. I can also say that I'm very passionate about this church. Um, I've been going to this church since I was six, I've been a part of this youth group for five years, and I've preached on Youth Sunday before, so I would hope that I'm credible. First up is our claim. A claim is what we're trying to tell or convince someone in a speech, sermon, or debate. It's also the main point that we need to back up with other elements of our speech. My claim is going to be that generosity is something that we as Christians can use to make others feel better and become closer to God. Now, usually after a claim, we'd give some definitions to further explain it, or try to make it make more sense to somebody who might not know what it means. I will be defining generosity as showing kindness towards others, because there's many different ways you can be generous, and a main definition would be how to be, but we want to talk about how generosity makes you feel. Moving on to our second part, data. Data can be charts, blog posts, or personal experiences, anything that can prove without a doubt that our claim is true. For this sermon, I'm going to be using the Bible and some personal experience that I've had. To try to keep things short and sweet, I'm going to be using a process called cutting cards. It's pretty much taking the data you want out of an article to make sure that you aren't plagiarizing. It can also give you a little bit of shortcut if you don't want to include certain evidence. For example, we have Philippians chapter 2 verses 3 through 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others better than yourselves. Let each of you not look at your own interests, but the interests of others. Now, this whole quote does tie in. But I only kind of want certain parts of it, so I'm going to highlight the parts that I want, such as let each of you. So, I'm going to say, let each of you look not into your own interests, but the interests of others. <laughs> After our data, we usually have a warrant, which ex- explains how our data ties into our claim. So, so for Philippians chapters, Philippians chapter two, verses three through four we see that if we look into the interests of others over our own personal interests, we're able to be a kinder, more generous person, which in turn makes other people feel good. That's how it ties into the claim. I'll be repeating this process for each piece of data so you guys can see it in a little bit more of a fluid way. Next up, my personal experience. Now, in a debate setting, personal experience means absolutely nothing. In some cases, I've watched people say things like, your personal experience is irrelevant or something like that. To me, that's completely untrue, but this isn't debate and there isn't any meet kids. So here goes my personal experience. The cookie-bully continuum. Here's how it works slash worked. When I was in third grade, I got bullied by this kid. He was super mean and called my, m- my ugly, even though she is beautiful. Not to mention the friendle situation. But the cookie-bully the cookie continuum is done in three easy steps. One. Get bullied. It seems hard, but if you're not a cookie-cutter human being, it is quite simple to find someone to hate you for no reason. Two, wait until the person stops bullying you. Call an outside help or try to get rid of them yourself. I would recommend outside help, though. P.S. You should wait until the person stops bullying you before, so they don't clown you for step three. Step three, give them a cookie. Even mean people like cookies. There's so much variety when it comes to cookies and so many different flavors that there cannot be someone who hates cookies. Cookies are so versatile, There has to be something for everyone. Everybody loves cookies, and if you don't like cookies, I think you should consider going on a cookie soul search. Now, you may be wondering, why would you give something that brings you so much joy, because I love cookies personally, to a person who spent their time taking away all of your joy? I like to think of it this way. Even people who are having the worst day or being the worst person deserve something that makes them smile. Even though you may be sacrificing a little bit of you, you have the power to make someone's day. Even a Chips ahoy chewy cookie better, which is a perfect example of how being generous and showing perfect example of being generous and showing the generosity that God wants us to show. Finally, we need to talk about how this, how this can make being generous makes us closer to God. In, chap, in Matthew chapter six, verses one through four, after some card cutting, of course, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward in heaven. So, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So, in our final part, when we want to become closer to God, as shown in the verse I just read, when we do generous acts and don't wave them around, we will be able to become closer to God. Now, for our impact. Why you should care. When showing generosity to other people, you have the ability to make a change in their life and push them to also be more generous, which then can make a change in someone else's life, and then it will be a giant, endless circle of kindness and generosity. Who does not want that? (laughs) Even if you're a third grader with only two cookies, or if you're shamelessly plugging the mission trip because Papa Murphy's is not the career path you thought it would be, being generous is something that everyone can do and everyone should do because generosity is something that we as Christians can use to make others feel better and become closer to God. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Hello? I am Gabriel Beneshek. I am your junior pastor for today. I'm joking. I'm just giving the sermon. Okay. (laughs) When I was about a year and a half old, I loved toys. I would play with them all day long, and I would have so much fun. And sometimes I would do something funny. I would run around the room and give my toys to my mom. No reason. I just wanted to give my toys to her. One day, as I was happily playing and running around and giving my toys to her, something unexpected happened. I was running back and forth between rooms carrying my toys with me when suddenly there was a loud noise. Mom heard a thud. I had climbed onto the piano, and I had fallen off and damaged my nose. And we had to rush to the hospital, and the doctors there were very nice, and they stitched up my nose just fine. And you know what? I still have a stitch on my nose from that day. But here's the thing. The way I look at it, (laughs) the way I was giving my toys to my mom, just wanting to make her happy, is kind of like how there are people out there in the world who will help you when you need it. Like my parents who took care of me, or the doctors who helped me when I got hurt, and even just little me, just innocently giving my toys. I was being generous too. You see, generosity isn't about being It isn't about giving big things or doing grand gestures. It's about the little moments, the simple acts of kindness that we do for each other every day. It's about sharing what we have, whether it's toys, time, or a helping hand. Well, that's a nice story. Thinking about it now, I can't remember anything. I don't really know why I was giving toys to my mom, and maybe I wasn't trying to be nice on purpose. It's more funny to me than something that makes me feel proud. It's hard being generous. I had it easy back then. Was I sacrificing anything? I wish I could have that level of philanthropy now. Being generous feels simple when you're not giving up anything important. So how do I become generous now? Well, fast forward to the summer of 2023, and I'll share how gratitude helped me become more generous. As summer approached, I wasn't feeling very happy. I had just gone through a tough breakup, school was stressing me out, and I had to figure out a lot of things about myself and what I wanted for the future. I wasn't appreciative of what I had. But there was this one family vacation I was really looking forward to. Washington, D.C. and New York City. This is the best vacation I have ever been on. We went to the airport, flew across the country, and landed in New York. It was my first time seeing the city's beautiful skyline in real life. We hopped on the subway and took the Amtrak train station and boarded a train to D.C. The next day, excitement filled me. We did so much, and just one day I got to see the Washington Monument tour the White House, read the Declaration of Independence, visit the Capitol, enter the Senate chamber, and see the Lincoln Memorial. Over the next couple days, I got to see much more. I got to see the actual real Star-Spangled Banner in person. You know, seeing things that are so important to our nation's history made me realize the scale of our world. And everyone there should shown appreciation towards our country and our history. Washington, D.C. is an incredible place uh, to spend your time with your family, And I had such a great time with my family and extended family, seeing so many amazing things. All right, D.C. was nice, but New York is even better. New York is just, New York is such a wonderful place, especially for a family. During my time in New York, I had a blast. I watched three musicals, visited the top of the World Trade Center, strolled across the Bridge, Bridge, explored the MoMA, where I saw incredible artwork I only dreamed of seeing. And it was just a really great time. I soaked in the beauty of the city. New York has so much to offer, and seeing its scale and diverse culture was inspiring. A city full of millions of people to thank for its view. So was it a perfect vacation? No. Despite facing challenges like getting soaked in rain while walking in D.C., enduring boring car rides, feeling sick from some food, dealing with the heat, enduring long waits, navigating busy roads, this vacation was amazing. Through it all, I learned to appreciate my life and the world around me more. These fun and tough times made me think about the wonders I often overlook. I had realized I must have gratitude if I want to truly appreciate the blessings in my life and find contentment in my circumstances. So what does this have to do with generosity? As I reflect on my journey from innocent childhood moments to the profound experiences of adulthood, I find a beautiful connection between the two tales. In the simplicity of my toddler days, I unknowingly demonstrated generosity by giving toys to my mom, driven by a desire to spread joy. Similarly, as I ventured into the vibrant cities of D.C. and New York City, I felt as though the world had opened its arms to me and welcomed me. Through the challenges and joys of my recent vacation, I learned to appreciate the simplest joys and blessings in my life. Each sound, each sight, whispered tales, of history and culture, reminding me of the boundless richness earth has to offer. In these moments, gratitude blossomed within me, casting a radiant light upon the world. And as gratitude took root within my soul, it paved the way for generosity to grow. No longer was I merely giving toys to my mother without reason, but rather I found myself extending a hand of kindness to the world with purpose and intention. For the world had given me so much, A life of experiences, lessons, and blessings. And it was my turn to give back, not only in material possessions, but in the precious currency of time and selflessness. At any age, the underlying theme remains clear. Gratitude is a catalyst for generosity. It's in recognizing and appreciating the blessings in our lives that we find the capacity for greater benevolence. Whether it's through simple acts of kindness or grand gestures, generosity stems from a heart filled with gratitude. As I continue on my journey, I am reminded of a profound connection between these two large things. I would also like to express my gratitude for the Church of the Warm Heart for helping me become more generous. May we all cultivate a spirit of gratitude in our lives, and that it may lead to greater acts of kindness towards one another. For in the end, it is through our acts of love that we truly make a difference in our world. Thank you. i yeah. to the world and show gratitude in every way we can to help the world be a little kinder and let God help us get there.